My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. I'm coming to you from the Hickson campus of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we'd love to have you come and visit us. But if you're not in the area, please go to OurSundaySchool.com to see all of the resources we saw in class. Well, good morning, everybody. Well, welcome to Our Sunday School. I'm glad you're here today. The, uh, we are kicking off week 48. I know it's kind of odd. We're in January and we're week 48. That's the way we roll. Uh, week 48 in our series in Mark. So if you've got your Bibles, open up to Mark chapter 6. And uh, we'll walk through uh, today's handout as we walk through uh, Mark chapter 6. And the content of today's lesson comes from a series that we talked about at the end of 2018, talking about the Bible. You can find all the details there at OurSundaySchool.com. And uh, I'm actually going to be using the teacher notes from that series this morning uh, to walk through some of the components. So just big picture what we're going to do in class today. Uh, We're going to look at uh, the different steps uh, in our process. So we're going to be praying Uh, We're going to be hearing. We'll do these as a class. Uh, Thinking, talking, and sharing, we'll do these at tables. And then inviting happens after this is over. Uh, Feel free to do it uh, in class today if you'd like, but uh, the expectation is afterward. And then uh, we'll just jump right in. So process step number one is to pray. We should not come to the scripture with a arrogance, uh, with a belief that uh, we know and we are looking for validation. This is the word of the Lord, and it is a beautiful thing. Uh, some of the attitudes that we come to the scripture with, uh, uh, the first is fear. Uh, Proverbs nine ten says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Uh, there's a dependence uh, there's a beautiful story in Second Chronicles 20 where the children of Israel, their backs are up against the wall. They have major problems. Things are not going well. And one of them speaks up and says, uh, we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor, we, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And it is a beautiful, beautiful picture of uh, looking up uh, and dependence on the Lord. And then, then just expectancy, right? Psalm 119, 18, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Uh, James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So these are our attitudes that we come into the scriptures with each time we want to talk about, each time we want to look at, each time we want to examine the scripture. And when we skip past these, what happens on the backside is a completely different experience than when we come into the scripture with these attitudes and these approaches. So I'll just caution us to slow down. Um, my phone is right there right now, but that thing encourages me to rush in ways that are not healthy for me. And I, I would imagine if I asked you to raise your hand, if you thought yours did too, I would get a lot of hands to go up. But it is like... The Bible doesn't tell me I have to use that. The Bible tells me I have to use this. And this contradicts that approach. I keep, I feel like I'm pointing at you, Dan. I'm like, well, now I'm pointing at, yeah, okay. It's like, like right there, not over there. So, um, so we just want to be uh, aware of what's, what our, what we're being pushed into. So our actions what do we want to pray for? We want to pray for illumination. Uh, this is one of the Spirit's functions, is to 
help us understand uh, the Scripture itself. Uh, we want to pray for wisdom, uh, and we want to pray for hearing for the hearers, that when the Word of God is read, that we would hear what the Spirit says uh, to the church. So let's just take a minute, and let's pray before we uh, talk about Mark chapter 6. So let's pray with me, if you will. Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that uh, Jesus Christ has taken the sin of the world on himself, that he took your wrath, and that there is none left for your believers, for your children. Father, we thank you that you have made your word clear. We thank you that it is sufficient, that it is authoritative, that it is enough for us to live lives of godliness. And now we ask that, that you would help us understand, that you would help us see, that you would help us observe what you are doing in Mark chapter 6, what Jesus has done, his example, his actions, uh, his approach, that we might be able to learn and to do, not just to grow in our knowledge and be uh, well-educated Pharisees, but that we would be able to walk as Christ walked, that we would be able to obey as Christ obeyed, that we would be able to have the faith of Jesus Christ in our lives. So we, we look to you. Uh, we acknowledge that we can do none of this on our own, and we thank you for the beautiful, extravagant, amazing gifts of your word and your son and your spirit and yourself that we might understand and better know you. So help us now as we read Mark chapter 6. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So what do we do next? It's on the page. Yes, we hear, right? We hear. So how do we hear? Well, there's a, there's a couple attitudes that we come to uh, hearing with. Uh, one is respect. This is, it's a scary thing to open the Bible at times from a just, uh, not, not a like, oh my goodness, it's going to hurt me, but it might. Um, but there, this is the word of God uh, preserved for us. So there is a, a degree of respect and deference here that, um, that what it says, now watch me here for just a second, we stand under. So to understand is to stand under something's authority. So it is the authority in our lives. And we stand, so if it speaks in a space, then it's right. And if it contradicts my behavior, then... Guess who's wrong? Me. So this is the way this works. So our actions here are to read the Bible out loud to others and hear the Bible being read aloud. So if you want to read along in Mark chapter 6, awesome, go for it. If you just want to stop and to listen to Mark chapter 6 being read, awesome, do that. But we will read uh, Mark chapter 6. Now I'm reading out of the ESV. Uh, and it, you'll notice many of you have these little bitty, uh, oh, we saw some left, good. Um, uh, these little uh, reader Bibles that many of you will be reading out of. That's the same ESV. The, the blue, the light, is it blue? I think it's blue. I would call it blue. The light blue book on the table, that's the ESV as well, so you can read of that. But here is Mark chapter 6. <clears throat> he went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? 
What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. And some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. And that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, he is Elijah. And others said, he is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous man and a holy man, he kept him safe. And when he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give to you up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. But because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, They came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles returned to Jesus and told them all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away and go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. 
So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And he took up the twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening had come, the boat was out on the sea and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. (laughs) Welcome to Jesus. Oh, I love it. So we've prayed. We've heard. So what's the next step? Think. Think. Yes. So a couple attitudes here as we go into thinking for a few minutes. And yes, we're going to stop and think for a few minutes. So the first is humility. Humility. Psalm 119.15, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Psalm 119.27, make me understand the ways of your precepts, so I shall meditate on your wonderful works. Jesus do anything wonderful in Mark 6? (laughs) Like staggeringly amazing, right? Another attitude as we think, wonder. Psalm 119.48, My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Psalm 92.5, O Lord, how great are your works, your thoughts are very deep. Another idea here is steadfastness. This verse gets taken out of context constantly. This is uh, Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So once a week on Sunday mornings, right? That good? (laughs) Not quite? So I dropped my car off for service this morning before... uh, There are, uh, uh, like, auto shops that are open on Sunday mornings. I didn't know this. They're calling me to tell me how many hundreds of dollars it's going to take. I can... I'm assuming that's what was happening, Dave. Yeah, okay, cool. So the great thing is that I don't miss phone calls anymore because it vibrates. The bad thing is that I am distracted easily now because it vibrates, right? So there's that. 
Yes, there's only been nine so far in this lesson. That's exactly right. So, uh, Psalm 1, 2. His delight is in... Whose delight? Anybody know? Psalm, what's that? In Psalm chapter 1, who we're talking about? Yeah, the, 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 the man who looks into the law, right? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates day and night. Now, one of the things that I think is dangerous... Dangerous might be too hard of a word. A poor habit is the way that we're about to do what we're about to do and spend a few minutes thinking about this text because it almost might imply to you that a couple of minutes is good. Right? It's not. Like, um, There's a scene in one of my favorite movies that I got to experience when I was in college. Um, I, I took 56 hours of math classes in college. Uh, they were the classes I could pass. So I, I took a lot of those. <laughs> um, and uh, the Calculus uh, 3 professor came in one day. And we were having a hard time with something. And he put a problem up on the board. And he said, uh, all right, so uh, work on this. And it was, okay, we'll start to work on it. And I'm furiously going and going and working and working. And I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. You know, fill up two or three sheets of paper and... I, I don't know, right? He comes back in. He left the room. He comes back in the room about 15 minutes later, and he says, um, how you doing? And, like, there's six of us in the room because <laughs> calculus three classes are not lecture classes, right? <laughs> it's not like hundreds of people volunteering to sign up. It's not that way. Uh, it's just crazy people. Um, so he comes back in, and, and none of us had made really any significant headway at all. And he said, did any of you stop to think as to whether or not this could be solved before you started working on it? Or did you just begin to work? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, spend some time thinking about that. So he leaves the room. He comes back 15 minutes later and he said, what do you think? I was like, I, don't, I still don't know. But now you've given me something else to think about every time I think about something. Is, is this worth thinking about? <laughs> right? So is it worth me today thinking about how I'm going to spend a billion dollars? Is that worth my time thinking about? No, because I don't have a billion dollars, right? This is just, it's, it's, I, if you thought I had a billion dollars, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that is not worth my time thinking about. This, yeah, this is worth thinking about. And I'll point back to my phone that I've already called that as a distraction, will easily distract us from extended times of just thought and meditation around a thing. And meditation just means you're just thinking about this over and over and over and over again. And when you finish thinking about it, we think about it a little bit more. So this steadfastness, it's not easy. You know, there's a reason the disciples uh, fell asleep when Jesus asked them to pray for a couple of hours, because it's hard, right? There's a reason we easily get distracted when we're asked to meditate on Scripture, because we're easily distractible. Right? So our actions are to think about God's Word day and night. So we're going to practice for about three minutes. So what I'd love for you to do is to take your phones, turn them over, or put them away, and... Get a copy of Mark 6, and we're going to think about that. And if you read Mark 6 on your phone, 
You may need to scooch next to somebody and <laughs> read with them too. It'll be all right. So I'll give us uh, three minutes and we'll come back and we're just going to think. This is thought time. All right, so let me ask you a question. Was every thought that went through your head in the last three minutes righteous, pure, and theologically correct? No, is the answer. So what are some safeguards against that? Well, let me give you an idea. Next step, talk. One of the beautiful things that God has done, he's left us with each other, right? So when I come up with, I think this is something that is insightful out of the scripture. You know what I do? I start talking to people about it. And what I'm looking for are people that know me and know the scripture and know how to say, I hear what you're saying. I know what the scripture says. Do these things line up? And if they do, encouragement. And if they don't, no. But I mean, there's some degree of like correction, and that's okay. So when we begin to talk, what I, what I don't mean is I don't mean I know everything, let's go share it with the world. We do that way too fast. One of the, one of the crazy things about our current society is that every one of us is a publisher, right? We're all publishers. You can publish whatever you want in almost any place you want. And it's really not helpful because all of us don't need to be publishers. Have you been on Facebook lately? (laughs) God help you if you've been on Twitter lately, right? We don't all need to be publishers. So our attitudes when we come to talking, uh, one is just an acknowledgement of incompleteness. So one of my uh, verses that I had our kids memorize when they were very small, Luke 2.52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So if the second member of the Trinity as a human being can increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, then certainly there is room for us to do so, right? So it creates space for this next attitude of teachableness. Um, Acts 18 tells the story of Apollos. And Apollos, like the Holy Spirit says he was mighty in the scriptures. That phrase is not used (laughs) lightly, right? And this man, verse 25, said had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew of the baptism of John. So he just got up to the point where John shows up and John's baptizing. So he began to boldly speak in the synagogue. He was doing what he knew. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. There's more to this story. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, The brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who believed through grace. For he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. He took the part that he didn't know, and he went after it. He was teachable about the gaps in his theological knowledge. Do we, any of us, have gaps in our theological knowledge? (laughs) I can't even hardly say it without laughing, right? Of course we do. Right? Of course we do. So what do we do? We, we talk with those willing to teach, and we use available resources. Um, 
There are really, really helpful resources. We have a whole copy of the scripture. This didn't exist in this kind of a form until just a few hundred years ago, right? It would have been pieces here and pieces here and pieces here. And some people gave their lives to put it in a language that we could understand and bind it up and get us a copy. And now it's so prevalent that we just have it on our phones, right? It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So use the available resources. We have been given the Holy Spirit to indwell in us that brings the Scripture. It illuminates the Scripture so that we can actually understand it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend about two minutes, pair up with somebody that's not your spouse, at your table. So you got to look a different direction. Some of you are like, wait, that makes me nervous. Okay. <laughs> I'm completely comfortable making you nervous. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm not worried about that. Take about two minutes and tell somebody something that you think you saw in Mark chapter 6. That was a result of you thinking about what you heard when you read or you listened to Mark chapter 6 being read. So something that you think, like, I observed this. That's what I saw. So go. What did you observe? Introspective question, not looking for out loud answers. Okay. Introspective question, not looking for out loud answers. How many of us were more anxious to talk than to think? I did tell you to talk. I did tell you to talk, yes. So, process step number five, sharing. So, this is intentionally laid out to be a process that can be scaled according to need. So, when, if you have a little one, like, not fully stable walking yet, and they start asking you little one questions about God, this is a fantastic process to go through. Jesus, help me. Spirit, help me. Great. Let's see that the Bible says. You read a verse. Hey, this says this. This is the answer. Yay. You're building up habits of modeling what the Scripture actually asks us to do. If you are in your cubicle at work, and the, because everybody's got one, right? I didn't tell you what I was thinking about you first. The person that sits near you that is more extroverted than you want to be. You ever, you ever had one of those? Amy's got one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Josh is like, they're all that way, right? Yeah, I know. I'm comfortable on my couch is where I'm comfortable. Um, introvert, right? Uh, but when you're at work and somebody, hey, I read this in the Bible. What is, that, what is that about? Spirit, help me now. Hey, well, let's look at that text real quick. Make sure we're talking about the same thing, right? That we've got to, we're aligned on what the actual thing is. Let's spend a second thinking about, it. we're in way too big a hurry to talk about what God's Word says. Just slow down. One of the beautiful things that you'll see if you study the life of Jesus is that he never answered a question he didn't want to answer. And he was completely fine with, uh, what would he do, Dave? Yes. He'd ask a question back. That's exactly right. Yes. To, I would, I think, to drive people to think through and self-evaluate. And there's a talking 
you can say, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert in this, but the Bible says that, and I'm going to go with that. Awesome. Right? So this, this process can be very, very... And then if somebody asks you one day to teach a Sunday school lesson, you know the process that I want you to go through? I want you to pray. I want you to hear. I want you to think. I want you to talk. And I want you to share. And if God calls some of you to preach his word or to be evangelists, you know the process I want you to go through? I want you to pray. I want you to hear. I want you to think. I want you to talk. And I want you to share. It's one of the things I love about God's word is it, it scales to whatever the issue, the event right in front of you, the need is. It's beautiful like that. It's absolutely beautiful. So, did we do one through five? Did we share yet? We talked. We talked, right? Yeah? All right, so we didn't get to share today. That's okay. We're out of time at this point. So maybe we do share uh, with somebody at your house. Maybe we do. Oh, where'd it go? That's not it. That's it. Maybe we do share. Where do you want to do share today? At lunch. Cool. Go to lunch with somebody from this group or from another group. Somebody that likes Jesus. And share with them something that you saw from uh, Mark chapter 6. Something that was validated as like, yeah. Now, if, if you talked at your table and the person listening to you went, like, you gotta, you, like body language is very helpful here. If there was a leaning back and a frown, we might have slowed down just a little. Maybe talk to a couple of other people, right? Get a little bit more feedback. If you talked to somebody and there was a, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, then I would think we might be headed in a good direction. Now, did I say that you had infallible truth? No. Here's the infallible truth. We stand under it, right? This thing tickles me every time I do that. It just bugs me. But. So with that, what's our homework? <clears throat> Number six, invite a member and a non-member. There we go. So uh, quick, I'll just give you 30-second update. Shockingly, radically, wonderfully beautiful response to last week's lesson. We have 49 members of our Sunday school right now. I am thrilled. I am thrilled. I am thrilled. If you have questions, I would love to answer your questions. In whatever venue you want to answer questions in, if you want to do face-to-face, I'm cool with that. If you want to do text, I'm slow, but I'll get there. If you want to do email, I can be a little bit more thoughtful that way. Uh, phone calls, fine. I'm happy to do that. But if you would like to be a member of Our Sunday School, watch, last, watch or listen to last week's lesson. You go to OurSundaySchool.com for the details. Watch or listen to last week's lesson. And if you want to commit to the membership expectations, welcome. We would love to have you. So with that, it is time for our uh, weekly update and our prayer request. So you should have a blue uh, sheet of paper with a blue stripe at the top. There's prayer requests on one side. There's space for additional prayer requests on the other. So at each table, if you would, pick one of the sections and pray through all of the prayer requests in that section. Oh, oh, yes. So I figured this year, thank you, Jules. I figured this year, if I'm asking you guys to make a commitment, then I'm going to try one myself. This is next week's handout. What the what? Yes, this is next week's handout. So if you would like to get a jump start on 
praying, hearing, thinking, talking, and sharing about next week's lesson, uh, it's right here. So I'm going to set these. Where should we set these? Stephen, I'm going to set these over there. That way um, people can grab one on the way out. So there's that. (laughs) Always trying to improve. So with that, if you would uh, take your weekly update. And uh, review and update prayer requests, write down any new ones, lean in, engage, pray at the table, clean up, move to the auditorium. Nobody should be in this room at five till. We're trying to do better. Nobody should be in this room at five till. So you got 10 minutes to be gone. Not like 10 minutes to think about it, but like 10 minutes to be gone. So with that, thanks for coming to our Sunday school today, guys. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to our weekly email. You can do both at OurSundaySchool.com.